Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Azure podcast with your hosts, Sam Foote and Alan Armstrong. If you're new here, we're a pair of Azure and Microsoft 365 focused IT security professionals. It's episode eight of season four. Sam and I had a recent discussion around zero trust, zero touch deployments of devices, a mechanism to streamline your end user device deployment by shipping directly to your users from the supplier. Here are a few things we covered. What is zero touch deployments? What are the business and IT department benefits? What is supported in Microsoft Inching? And how easy is it to get started? We have noticed a large number of you aren't subscribed yet. If you do enjoy our podcast, please do consider subscribing. It would mean a lot to us for you to show your support to the show. It's a really great episode. So without further delay, here's the episode. Hey, Alan, how are you doing? Hey, Sam, not doing too bad. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. It is uh, officially August, which means it's holiday season. Um, so, yeah, um, weirdly busy but quiet at the same time. Lots of holidays. <laughs> yeah, lots of holidays and, yeah, it's quite a lot of work to get done. It's all It all seems to be starting, doesn't it, again this month for us? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Any new product announcements or anything interesting happened over the past week, Alan? Any name changes? Not that I can remember. Um, with the with the new announcement side of things, there's some new t um, intra technology side of things for the for networking and access side of things, which I think we need to do an episode on. Um, but I just got to get my head around it all because I've not had yeah, a chance exactly, to yeah. take a look at yeah. it. There's a, it's not just the, um, I think a lot of people focused on the rename, right? But there's actually quite a lot of new functionality there, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, with it. So yeah, definitely. 100%. Okay, Alan. So yeah, zero touch deployments. So um, let's just, just, let's just get started then. So uh, what are zero touch deployments? So t zero touch deployments um, from a device perspective is um, the ability to configure and deploy a device without, in effect, IT touching it. So having the ability to, um, you know, get it shipped directly from the reseller, the supplier, the, the factory, um, straight to the end user. And without um, the the um, the factory or anything having to do um, sort of anything to it, um, per se. Um, so, you know, previously you could sort of do part of this with um, some of the, the window, you know, the, the laptop um, suppliers like Dell, Lenovo, where they would deploy an image on there for you, you know, uh, specifically um, with your image, with all your software and that, and then ship it to you to then be, you know, built in effect. So it's like a uh, sort of reducing the amount of time that you need to do, but then, you, you know, in effect, you paid for that time for that deployment. Um, but this is using, um, I mean, from a Windows perspective, this is talking about autopilot and that being configured. Um, and in effect, it can go straight to, instead of it coming straight to IT, it still could come to IT, um, but don't have to be opened. The you know, device has to be touched, doesn't be turned on or anything. Um, maybe you need to you know, attach an asset tag to it. But if you don't, it can go straight to your um, employee that maybe is a remote worker so go straight to their their home to be configured um, and it in effect boots up um, and says you're part of this organization 
this device is part of this organization. Please enter your you know, username, password, or your credentials um, into it. And then it then gets built there and then on, uh, right next to the user. So, and that can be covered by, so I talked about sort of Windows and Autopilot <clears throat> for Apple um, and Macs, or so iPads and iPhones and, and Mac um, devices. That can be done through sort of Apple Business Manager. Um, and you can do it through um, for Android Enterprise. Android is slightly different, but we can talk about that later. But in effect, you can do it through Android Enterprise and Zero Touch. Um, and yeah, you can you can literally just send a device out, and the user can then start using it within you know the time it takes to build, which generally isn't too too long. Okay, so so basically, you're saying that the device, you know, it it can technically just go straight out to the end user. They open it, and it's effectively ready to go at that point. What what would you, if you didn't have zero touch, what what might be the process for an IT department um, to sort of get that you know machine set up? So some of the so especially for so for for, lap, for laptops, Windows laptops, you know, that would have to be built on site. Um, you'd have to like run, you know, a config manager build or um, configure it so it automatically connects into Intune when once you like do the initial build of it, um, and then it would go, you know, connect to Intune and then download all the software. And that's probably the more modern, closest to modern, you know, zero touch, potentially of sort of semi touch, I guess. Um, but before that, you'd have like a gold image which have all the software on there, and then you'd have to um you know deploy that via config manager or, or manually you know image it and then you know manually config build the device at that point and yeah there's no there's no sort of issue with doing that at all um there's just a lot of process there or a lot of time taken to do those builds you know if you if you are a smaller organization maybe that time is okay or maybe you don't have the the IT department to do that um so you may want to you know increase that speed but yeah there's there's various things for windows and for iphones and things like that you know you'd have to manually configure them on a on a um on a mac you know hook them up and then push config to them so they'd become um provisioned and then you wouldn't be able to like change any of the config really with it so it was really like you had to get every device in do you know plug it in for 30 minutes to to provision it and then get the user to come in and do you know do their their setup with, with them kind of thing so it's definitely a more sort of in-person on-site scenario and we've kind of um moved away from that definitely well, we've definitely moved to hybrid working now more than more than anything so so yeah that's kind of what it was before any of this come in and in zero touch sort of deployments have been out for a while now and they've just been improving in their their process kind of thing of what you can do okay so what you're sort of saying is is that there's you know in you know an inherently manual process that has to happen you know if you don't have some sort of out of the box you know um, experience and it it also completely limits you to only delivering those machines to it right so use the example of a remote worker you know maybe you've got somebody at the other end of the country uh, maybe that person, you know, doesn't come into the office once every six months or or something like that. Um, this means that 
that device could be shipped directly to them. Obviously, like you say, you you might want to put an asset tag on them and various other things that you you might need to do. Um, but you you can allow that sort of um, that journey to ha to happen like direct to the user instead of having to bring it, build it, configure it, repackage it, and then ship it yourself for a second time, right? To to, to that remote worker, so they can go direct and basically just open, connect to Wi-Fi, and go. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess in that in that sort of small savings around that is probably things like shipping, you know, because the you know they could be expensive devices. You know, if you think about deploying a high end you know laptop, uh, Windows or you know Mac and sending it, you know the you know in the grand scheme of things, it's not maybe that much. But if you're doing it quite often, that is a a cost to you yeah, where yeah. you you you'd pay you know almost pay for that by the the reseller to send it yeah. direct. Yeah, and I I've personally been involved with sending a you know a very high specification laptop to Europe, fully tracked, fully insured, and it is horrifically expensive and takes a long time. You know, so you're effectively you know um, absorbing a lot of that risk yourself. You know, instead of just letting the supplier deal with like you know getting the machine to the end location. You know that that isn't, and that isn't always the case, right? You know, full full remote working organisations, they are that you know they they are there, but there is still a lot of hybrid slash in person working, right? So I suppose that specific benefit is maybe only useful for certain organisations. Could you just take us through maybe some of the other benefits, um, you know, to to the IT department? Yeah, sure. So. So probably a key part is that, you know, if you if you don't have an effect a zero touch mechanism to build these devices, um, when they break or when the you know, they need to be rebuilt, um, they have to come back to to the office, to the HQ, wherever IT is, or IT have to go off and collect the device if it's, you know, going to site, etc. Um so with sort of zero touch, because in effect you can build it wherever it is, you can just in effect with you know remote wipe it, and it you know in effect builds itself ready, and then the next user can have it on that site. Or you know if someone's got a problem that it needs rebuilding and they're able to send a remote rebuild, then that can be done. And that's that's that is key because the amount of support time for bringing it back, then running through that. 40 minute one hour two hour process of getting it rebuilt in the time that you've got whilst doing other you know other work um is is gone because it's basically you know remote wipe it rebuilds user logs in back to rebuilding itself and it's it's up and running within a a, a, a given time it depends on how much you're deploying onto it and what some of the requirements are but generally you know you could probably you know there's a turnaround of maybe 30 40 maybe an hour's time where if the user had to bring it back or you had to collect it you might have a three-hour journey just to go and get it or to go to site to then rebuild it if because you can't remotely do it so there's loads of benefits there just in you know time let alone you know if you do have to travel then there's cost savings there you know in in that as well um and and kind of it is really around that remote support kind of thing and one thing generally for sort of giving devices directly to users 
um, is I've seen that, or I feel this happens anyway, where it actually does, I guess, the question. But I feel like if you gave somebody a brand, you know, if you gave someone a, a, an iPhone, say, um, or an Android device, to keep it fair, um, it could be that, um, you know, if, if IT have, you know, opened the packaging, um, had it open, you know, done some, you know, re, you know, built it there and then, um, uh, in, you know, potentially, you know, made it a little bit, I say dirty, you know, maybe a few fingerprint marks on the screen where they've tried to, you know, do updates to it and things like that or get it provisioned. Um, you know, they put, you know, they clean it off, but maybe it's, it doesn't feel like brand new anymore. And then they send it off. Um, I think the psychological view of that is that, you know, it's second, almost like secondhand per se, and that maybe they don't, they, they, they will look after it, but they're less worried about looking after it because one, it's not their device. So it's technically not their problem if it breaks, but you know, there is that, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, people users will look after it, but there is that form of, it didn't cost me anything view of it. But if you send a device directly to them and they open it, it's like that feeling of, getting a new device or oh, this is my new device you know it or this business is giving me a brand new one i must look after it because i've got something new and you know don't get me wrong this probably doesn't happen in most places but it's the feeling you know it is one of those weird and wonderful things that someone might look after it a bit more if they get something new same with a laptop you know someone gets a brand new laptop that's not been touched you know that they tend to probably look after it and I've seen in organizations that people have gone off and gone and got um, laptop cases and things themselves because they want to make sure it's like looked after because they feel like it's theirs. So don't get me wrong. You know, if people are getting reused devices, they're going to have that still, you know, that same experience that I was talking about originally. But when you're doing new deployments, things like that, you know, it's just that sort of part to it. Yeah, definitely. And these are, these are the devices that people interact with more than probably anything else sometimes in their lives right you know single device they have to use it every single day so yeah being able to you know uh, maybe make the operational saving of sending the laptop direct which could then mean that they could have a newer machine instead of reusing one you know because pulling one out of the cupboard and then shipping it across europe might actually take more time and more cost than just simply <laughs> sending them a new one right just recycle and, you know yeah. and, and i i, I I, I doubt those economics work with high-end <laughs> laptops, but, you know, I don't know what the average specification of a laptop in the enterprise is, but I bet it's not super high-end, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so should we go through some some of the sort of, you know, actual processes of um, uh, Zero Touch? Um, is there a particular platform that you want to start with? Um, Apple devices, maybe? Yeah, start with Apple. So... I kind of talked about it before that, um, in effect, you have to use the Apple Business Manager. And there are some caveats around Apple devices. Um, so, in effect, how it works is that you're either Apple, if you're, pay, if you're buying from Apple directly through Apple Business Manager, then it's straight, you know, it's directly in, you know, the devices turn up in Apple Business Manager for you to, to use Zero Touch for. But if you've got a reseller, um, they you can set them up to, um, in effect, deploy or associate your devices with your Apple Business Manager account, and then they become part of your sort of zero touch or capabilities. So that's that's one thing. 
Um, generally, if they're out of, if they're not bought through a business reseller that can do that, or they don't support it, or um, they were bought from maybe the Apple store, but in effect, not from on a business account, um, some of the devices can't be added into Apple Business Manager. And I th so it's mainly around um, Macs themselves. I don't think they can be re-added in. I think that's right, Sam, isn't it? I think some of the experience you've had. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so um, if Macs specifically, uh, laptops and, and desktops, if you if you haven't bought them through an Apple... Um, I'm not an Apple Business Store account, I think it's called, or something like that, because Apple Business Manager is like the bit that it goes into. And then there's a separate store, basically for purchasing apple products so if you talk to your like you talk, talk to your local apple retail store and for obviously for larger organizations i don't know how this works but they will set you up with a business account they'll also link that with your apple business manager and as, as you buy you buy directly through them not through the like the web store and the re you know the retail store it's like this whole separate area that you go to um if you if you buy it through there those laptops go into apple business manager and they can be supervised then um, and if they're not put, put purchased through that, they can never be added in. You can never get the same level of control with them. You can do it. It is possible, but it's a different out-of-the-box experience. It doesn't... You have to install... For Microsoft, you have to install Company Portal and do X, Y, and Z. I believe you can add mobile devices, um, but personally, I've never actually done that. Um, the organisation that I worked with effectively just rebought all their phones and just did it that way instead because it was effectively it wasn't it just made sense at the time and it, it was easier basically yeah so i have done uh iphones um being re-put in so in effect um you have they have to be in effect factory reset but use um a configuration tool on uh on an on, on a mac to um in effect, provision them into Apple Business Manager. Um, so, yeah, iPhones can be done. Um, it does take some time. You have to do them one in, in, individually, and it takes, like, in effect, a flashing of the of the device. So it could take 40, 60 minutes per phone uh, to do that. So once the devices are in um, into uh, Apple Business Manager, uh, you can then choose which mobile device management mdm solution you want to then uh, do zero touch so it doesn't have to be a microsoft product but today we're going to talk about how microsoft intune sort of does it so in effect you create um between the two um you create a um apple push certificate um to to uh, allow you to manage device apple uh, apple uh, devices from intune and then you create a Apple Business Manager sort of connection um, with it. And that needs to be renewed every year, um, I believe, so that it does, because it has an effect, a, a year certificate um, to beat so, so, so that the devices trust that endpoint. So once that's done, um, you can then, um, the device then synchronize into Intune. And then you can start to um, push a profile to them. So, you know, what things do they see on the, out of box experience on an iPhone. You know, do you remove the location settings? Do you remove the create an Apple account? Things like that in there. So once you've done that, 
and then you know, maybe push some Intune policy for them as a, you know as an MDM. Um, that is it, and in effect, you can tag devices into policies, um, and then when the user gets it, um, whether it you know an ex an old phone or a a brand new one, as they as you sign into the phone because of how sort of Apple devices work, they go to the Apple servers and see if they've already been configured or they've their provisioned. So this is the kind of thing of, you know, if you get a new phone or you get a second hand phone and they haven't turned off the provisioning locks, activation locks on it, then you can't get into it. Um, so in effect, as it does that, checks those activation locks, it then goes, oh, this is part of X company, brings down their profile and then says, right, now sign in. In effect, it then goes, right, okay, we're going through the, the general setup and then it will take you to the you know the iPhone home screen, and then it will say, "Okay, app company portal's coming down. Now sign in. You can't do anything else until you sign into that app. Once you've done that, it then Intune then starts provisioning the device with applications and everything, and then it's fully provisioned, it's fully supervised, and then the user can start going. And that process really, I don't know, probably takes ten minutes." If that it doesn't take long to get it going, um, and then all your apps start coming down and things like that. Yeah, no, it's a it is a really great out of box experience. You say connected to Wi Fi, it in, it says hey company name, and away you go basically. So it's really very slick and very integrated. Um, how about Android? You mentioned Android Enterprise um, earlier. Yeah, so Android. Zero Touch is a little bit different um, in that um, because you have multiple um, manufacturers in that in that space, some manufacturers um, uh, what do they do? They they have their own sort of zero touch provisioning. So Samsung Knox is one. So you can use Samsung Knox to manage your zero touch deployments in effect um, to do that. Um, there are some phones that can do zero touch straight out of the box. Um, and you can hook that straight up with, um, so with your phone um, reseller or your your phone provider, they can in effect do that zero touch for you. Um, but from what I've seen, um, generally there's a cost to that to get them to, to um, integrate and quite a few don't do it. Um, especially well, from what I've seen in the UK anyway. But outside of that, you can still um, do zero or semi-zero touch, I should say, for a device. Um, so when a device um, comes, uh, boots up and you get the welcome screen, if you tap the screen 10 times, you then get a special menu that says, right, let's hook up the Wi-Fi and let's scan a QR code. And when you scan the QR code, it then uh, starts the sort of zero touch process. So it's kind of almost zero touch, I guess. Um, but once you do that, it then goes through the process and then manages the device. And in a similar way, it asks you to sign into company portal, excuse me, and then starts provisioning the device. So I would say it's not as slick as Apple. Um, but it's still, you know, you still get the same result in effect for that. Okay, and and ultimately that's the most important part of it, right? Is to enable that process to be done 
fully remotely right so um i i've seen that happening as well and and yes the 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 apple is the, the apple onboarding experience is completely seamless right but it's a very it's not simple but it's a lot more it's a simpler ecosystem right there's only one vendor one company right so you can imagine that you know the device support that's required for android enterprise it does mean that you know it, it does have to have some level of drawbacks right just because of the support that's required okay so we've talked about um, apple devices android devices uh windows devices yeah so windows devices is windows autopilot and this in effect is a similar thing um so Manufacturers now can, or resellers or suppliers can, um, add your uh, device IDs, your your hardware hashes, in effect, into your Intune portal um, for you, um, so they can get that at the factory. Um, quite a few suppliers, I think, now don't charge for it because it is there's not really anything to it. Really, they can. I think they probably grab all the hardware hashes anyway as they go through the process of being, you know, being manufactured so that they're ready to be distributed to the right, you know, um, to the right, um, organization, you know, environments as, as, and when needed. Um, but yeah, once that's in there, um, Intune can then deploy a policy, a profile to them, a deployment profile. And this could be determined whether they've got admin access and what applications need to be deployed, etc. Um, and with, with um, autopilot, you can also specify the user as well. So actually, you can say this user is going to get this laptop. So that when they turn it on and they connect to the Wi-Fi or the you know the internet, it then says, "Hey, Sam, this is you know, please sign in because we know who you are and we know what company you 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 work for. So you know, sign in." Um, in effect, when a user signs in, it then checks everything. It gets enrolled into Intune. And then Intune starts deploying all the software onto it. And depending on what you want to get installed, um, you can get the process to wait until certain applications are installed and then the rest is done in the background. So you might want to say maybe get Office installed and Teams so they can you know, get going with you know, collaborating and working. And then maybe all their like, back-end software starts deploying. Um, so, yeah, that's a really easy process and again with that you can add devices manually um, just running a script on the devices to get their um, hardware hashes installed um, or to in you know uh, grabbing it and then you know inserting it into um, importing it into the back end of Intune um, one thing you can do if you've got all your devices already in Intune as part of the profiles um, you can check a box to say if I've already got devices in tune and they've got this profile import them automatically for me so previously i mean i think it's been out for some time now but previously um when autopilot came out you had to go to every device or run a powershell script on it to collect it all to get them in so it was quite difficult when you, you know remote and you know remote devices things like that but now with this like checkbox in effect it will automatically provision them into autopilot for you if they're in intune so it's quite easy to you know get your your state, you know, autopilot ready. And like I said, you know, remote wipes, things like that, you know, as soon as they rebuild and come back, then they go, Hey, I'm, this is a, 
X company's device, please use their credentials to sign in. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I've also been through that process as well. And it is, it's very similar to the Apple out of box experience, right? You know, it presents the company name, asks you to log in, log in with the company details and away it goes, you know, it's very, um, you know, it's very streamlined from that perspective. I think the only one thing that I want to call out there is that, is that, you know, you, you can add and remove those devices, you know, at will um, into your portals, right? Unlike with um, Apple and Mac, you that has to be done basically from the factory, right? And it can't be changed after, it, after it's done. So Windows does give you an element of flexibility there um, uh, for that. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. So if you wanted for for Apple, I know we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but if you for Apple devices, if like you wanted to resell a device, you know, sell it off, or it, it's you know the I don't know the employees decided you know they're leaving the organization would like the phone, and it's maybe like an older version. You're happy for them to pay for it, contribute. I don't know whichever process that might be to in effect you know buy it off the business. Um, you can remove it from Apple Business Manager. But then you can never add it back, even manually. Correct. It is it is it is um, excommunicated, you know, excommunicated from the Apple Business Manager. All that service that is it. So it becomes you know lone wolf at that point. Um, yeah, and kind of with um, with um, autopilot, if you give it to you know that device to another. Um, person it goes to another organization um initially they won't be able to provision it for any other organization because it will come up um it's probably worth pointing out that with windows it isn't a security mechanism autopilot like the apple version you know apple's auto zero touch is because in effect with the apple zero touch doesn't matter what you do to that device every time it turns on it's going to say i'm this company so you know from that perspective, you know, if someone steals that device, it is, uh, I know that, you know, with Apple devices, you can like tell Apple and it'll just be dead anyway. But even if they get it, they just come up saying, you know, this is this company's phone, putting your details and you can't go any further. So it doesn't matter. Um, but with Win with Windows 10 and Autopilot, Windows 10, Windows 11 Autopilot, um, today at least, um, you can't change it. Um, but you have to just have to contact Microsoft to, in effect, remove the autopilot configuration. Or if you know where it came from, um, then ask them to remove it. So there's a bit of a process there for the organization to remove it from their autopilot sort of setup within Intune. But not, yeah, it doesn't stop it from working. And if any of the hardware sort of changes within a device, it's a hardware hash in effect. Um, it then has a new, it has a new hardware hash at that point. So it needs re onboarding. Yeah, great. So Alan, um what what do what do organizations need to get started? You know, is it is it simple for small and large organizations alike to to, to get going? Yeah, so some so um some of it is um getting access to some of the tooling. So from from a device management and setting up the configuration, things like that, you need Intune, Microsoft Intune. So you need the licensing for that. Um, but a lot of SKUs now that you can get all have 
Intune now. So generally, most organizations have it. Uh, and it's not that expensive to add, you know, individually if you don't have full licensing. Um, for Windows Autopilot, um, you need Windows uh, 10 or 11 Pro as a minimum. Windows Home isn't capable of it because it's, you know, in effect, they are designed for, for Home. Um, and for Android, you just need... Um, in effect to set up Android Enterprise sort of setup and that is that's that's free to set up it's just a bit of configuration um, just needs sort of uh, Google accounts that you can use to do it you don't have to have full you know um, it doesn't have to be a, a Google workspace account or anything like that um, if anything it has to be like a personal account in effect um, tied to you know, an organization's account um, and for, for Apple it's really getting the Apple business, business manager set up which can be tricky to start off with because you've got to get quite a lot of information to validate who you are um i can't remember what what the some of the areas are you have to get a certain um piece of information which is quite hard to get i thought there was i can't remember what it's called you have to get a duns number i think yeah it's duns which... and a few other bits isn't there yeah but the last time i did duns number it was instant it wasn't like you didn't have to wait for it at all, but oh, okay. I, I, so, I, it can be. I think it can be complex if you've got a relatively new organization or different types of organizations, like potentially nonprofits and charities and things like that. I can't. Don't quote me on yeah. that. But uh, to be fair, um, I used to be involved in quite a lot of app development, and you needed the same thing for that. And years ago, that actually did take some time to come through. But the last time I did it, it was literally oh, okay, instant. Yeah. Yeah, the last time I, I helped an organization sort of set it up, they, it took them a couple of weeks because they had yeah. to speak to certain people. Yeah, emails had to go from the you know the chief exec or the finance officer, things exactly. like that, to prove. Yeah. And they were off on leave and, and things like that. And you, you know, I think it needs like a a company director and or share or shareholder to do it. So, like you say, you know, you in a larger organization, just explaining that can take a. A couple of and weeks getting their time, <laughs> yeah. getting their time as well. Without doubt, Can I just yeah. borrow 10 minutes and what yeah. for what? <laughs> I just want you to click on this link to get this number for me. Is that all right? Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah. Not, yeah. That's not fishing it at all, is it? No, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a little bit more difficult, but once you've got Apple Business Manager and hooking up, um, it's relatively simple. The only things around Apple side of things is, like I said, it's those um, Apple push certificates and and if the the synchronization things that all have to be re renewed every year and they should be renewed because otherwise you can cause um devices to be um not you know not managed by intune anymore because of their they expired but um but just you know renewing them every 6 months ahead of time or 9 months you know it's absolutely fine to keep it keep it going yeah and the process that Microsoft's got with inside of intune is it tells you exactly what to do right it's it's very it's very, it's very simple. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, first time may take a little while just to get understand. Oh yeah, what you just need to work and, out and having all the accounts and everything. But after that, it's like a five minute process. Upload yeah. something to Apple, download the new certificate, import it into Intune, done. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So yeah, that's kind of kind of it. You know, there's there's a fair bit of configuration you need to do um, to decide how you want a, a user's experience to be, and then looking at the you know the deployment of um, applications and things like that within Intune, but that's more of a sort of general mobile device management process 
there. So, um, so yeah, I don't think there's too much more there. And really with Android, like I said, the hookup to Intune's fine. It's then just the zero touch side of things, depending on the supply, you know, uh, Samsung or the manufacturer say Samsung have, um, Samsung Knox that is quite good that they can in effect in, you know, put their serial numbers in. And then when they boot up, it says, Hey, Mr. Customer or Hey company, please put your details in. So, so yeah. Cool. Sounds great to me. Thank you very much, Alan. That was, that was a really good overview. And are there any other episodes that we've had that are kind of aligned to zero touch? Not necessarily uh, directly um, to zero touch, but one I wanted to call out was um, season three, episode 12, where we talked about the new Intune suite. So, you know, it is an add on um, to the Intune licensing, but there's definitely a few things in there to help support remote devices and things like that around the um, because there's um, there's in effect remote help um, in there to help you remote your remote desktop or remote, you know, do session control on those devices quite easily um, and things like that. And there's a few other bits in there that would help with, um, like, um, I think it's got some analytics for Windows enhanced ones so you can see when devices are maybe failing, things like that, or there's some problems, uh, so preempting problems, I guess, before they happen. So you can save users having any downtime. Cool, great. Yeah. Okay, so, Sam, what's the next episode? Yep, so next episode we'll be talking about Microsoft DevBox, which is um, a Azure service which can host a workstation for you um, in the cloud. And what this can be really powerful for is, you know, it allows you to have sort of fully managed boxes in Azure that can have um, your set default apps and configurations loaded onto them, so for repeatable um, environments for your your team members and one of the really good things about it is is that you can scale beyond the performance of your local machine so if your uh, developers um, like to have thin and light laptops and they don't want to be lugging around a massive really heavy laptop um, hey alan um, <laughs> then um, you know but they they may still be limited um, in terms of you know, the memory capacity of those laptops and things like that. So that, that allows you to scale past this. Obviously, there's, you know, um, insanely fast networking in Azure as well. So you can get benefits in terms of just remotely connecting to a box and using its internet connection um, instead of your local one. So, yeah, um, I'm going to take us through uh, the features, uh, the benefits um, and the reasons um, to use the, the solution. Cool. I think that's the final puzzle to the avd windows 365 i think i think it's what it's in that sort of family isn't it yeah they will have to have like a showdown episode of the, <laughs> of the three of them we yeah, already had sure. that we've, we've got add, we've got add, um dev boxes to it um okay great that sounds really good so um did you enjoy this episode if so please do consider leaving us a review on apple or spotify this really helps us reach more people like you um if you have any specific feedback or suggestions um, we have a link in our show notes to get in contact with us. If you've made it this far, thank you very much. And we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye.